Are we live? Are we rolling? We are live. We are live. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. Hello and welcome, everyone. Good evening, Mike. Hello. This is the Tangent Podcast. Tangents with Colleen and Mike. What's up, Mike? How are you? How are you doing, Colleen? <sighs> Almost good. How was that? Was that professional? Fresh out of the <laughs> oven. What's up, everyone? On your marks. Get, <laughs> Get set. set. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we have a introduction to do, which I forgot the title in here. It's been a while since you've done an introduction. It's I'll been give a while. Okay, okay. <laughs> no pressure. No pressure. You got this. Blonde beard and blue eyes. Borderline historical reenactor. Software developer by misfortune. Mm-hmm. Gym lover by passion. Stock market aficionado and amateur investor. Loves playing Dota 2 and doesn't love being on podcasts. Everybody give a warm applause to Andre. <laughs> Pew, 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 fireworks. Bah. Hello, guys. <laughs> What's up, dude? Well, well, not much. Welcome to welcome to the show. How are you, man? Well, it's good to be here. I don't know how this will go, so <laughs> let's see. It's going to be good. Gonna I'm going to tell you from experience, nobody knows. No. Knows. Nobody knows no how it's knows what go. it's like to be the, the bad guy. The only thing to we can promise guy. is going to go past really fast, and you're going to feel good after you finish it. No Just matter, like no matter the out, outcome. That sounds good. <laughs> well, not the part that it's like sex. Hopefully, it's not that bad. You wouldn't have wow. sex with us? That's a good image of your own sex life you just painted there. Ah, oh. what what's been what's been going on, man? How are you? How you how you been doing? I don't know. Really, I'm like in like in some limbo i know I'm like, uh, a bird. We, like we discussed before <laughs> like uh yeah it's uh it's good life is in in general it's good but there's nothing uh, i don't know out of the ordinary nothing special exciting to happening happening yeah. post post pandemic life man yeah exactly Green. and it's uh i don't know uh, again we are coming into this uh uh, limitations with uh, COVID. restrictions yeah restrictions, yeah, restrictions yeah. and yeah it makes you like not uh, really not fly like a bird <laughs> yeah like a bird. <laughs> well I, actually i was uh, thinking about flying out of the country mm-hmm. uh, for uh, some holiday but yeah those plans really i don't know tanked <laughs> <laughs> so yeah how come well, I wanted to go to Spain, and uh, yeah, it, now uh, Romania added Spain to the red list. And so you're not allowed to to go there because of COVID stuff. A- actually, you can go. Oh, well, he is. Yeah. But when you oh. are coming back, uh, if you are not uh, vaccinated, which is my case, uh, then <gasps> you have vaxxer on our show. <laughs> We'll get back to that. No, Colleen is also not vaccinated. <laughs> <laughs> we always had one. I love you. Was looking at me like motherfucker. Is this the moment while telling everybody, or is it not? Do we want to spoil it a, a bit later? Oh, I'm sorry. Did I spoil it? Well, oh, we kind of did, but there whoops. was no plan of keeping it on. Whoops! You were saying, <laughs> yeah, and you have to stay 14 days in house. When quarantined. You, yeah, do you quarantined. have to? Okay, so do you have to stay in a specific arranged place, or can you just like? You have to declare it and then you stay there for 14 days. So it could be your home. Yeah. No, like if you're going at a hotel, can you stay at the hotel or something? Quarantine? Uh, why would I stay in Romania in quarantine? Oh, when you come back? Yeah, when you come back. Oh, not when you go there. 
No, no. Oh, so, so then, when you go I there, mean, it's fine. When you come back, it's not really. Well, that can fun. you find so some what, like a resort that has its own private po- uh, beach or something? I don't but, know. If we have hold these on. Why there. do you? You don't. I mean, you're coming back to work but, anyway, but and you work from home. Why do you care if yeah, you're going to stay like, indoors? I don't like to stay indoors all day, fourteen days. Because I thought like you need to be like, quarantined uh, when you get there, which would would have yeah, sucked. But, but then like it's if it's when you come back, who, you're staying at home anyway. Yeah, man, but I want Why do you to care? Go, I want to go to the gym. I want to go out. Uh, I don't know. Get money, fuck bitches, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not really, but... <laughs> get rich or die trying. 50 cent. No, but uh, come on, it's the summer. You want to go out. You want to... Make money and fuck bitches. <laughs> yes, that's what you do. <laughs> yeah. Start a startup with Jabak Jack and hookers. Why, why uh, go for a week on in vacation or two weeks and then stay home two weeks Locked up. It's, yeah, I get it's it. It's not fun. I get it. Colleen, did you have any plans to go anywhere? I already had five weeks of vacations prior to this. Everybody oh, yeah, knows that. Egypt thing, yeah. Egypt thing and then getting operated and everything. I have no legitimate idea. I know you want us to go somewhere and I have no plans. Sexy foot, by the way. Oh, thank you. My foot's on the table. Foot's on the you table. Like that? Point it. Point it. Like point it. Ooh. That's go. not pointing. <laughs> I don't know how to point like this. Is yeah. that? Yes. Yeah, it's better. Much better. Oh, yeah. Look at that. Look at the dirt. No, I feel in love my with toenails. You. We're going to teach you how to sell your uh, feet only fans. <laughs> oh, no, man. No plans of going. I know you wanted us to go somewhere. We yes. have not yet decided where do we want to no. go. No. I'm go. So I'm going. I am going to Comic Con. It's going to be great. I'm going to Eastern European Comic Con in Bucharest. Shout out, I guess. Which is... <laughs> Taller six listeners. Uh, <laughs> Somebody's finding out about Comic Con on this podcast. I don't know. I'm gonna lose it. That would be amazing. Um, from the 26th to the 29th, I think, of August. So I will be in Bucharest. There for all of you fans, all, all our fans from Bucharest who want to meet up with me and get an autograph. <laughs> this is your chance because other things have brought me there. Will you have a boot there? Uh. No, no. <laughs> but we're no way near, no way near that famous. No, I'm just going to see other sexy cosplayers and then why am famous people? John Romero I, is gonna be there. Why am I here? I, I was thinking that you are really famous. No, you're that's here to get us famous. <laughs> oh, fuck. yeah, it's we, that's why we brought you here. No pressure, no pressure, dude. John Romero is gonna be at the at Comic Con. Yeah, I know. Do you, like, know, who, I, do you I, know John Romero is? Yes, I know. Nice. Finally, like, one person. <laughs> I would go there with you, but maybe like a day. It's not really... You can get a one-day ticket. Yeah, it's not really don't something a... that it's that interesting for me. You don't like really? sexy cosplayers? No, no. <gasps> what is wrong with you? Well, I don't know. <laughs> Albeit, in Romania, they're probably all uh, fucking underage, but, you know... You know what's your problem? <laughs> yeah, I mean that's exactly that. That sounds like a you thing, <laughs> not a me thing. <laughs> wow. Yeah, we had some interesting conversations before we recorded. Uh, we had record on the show, mostly about uh, what was it? Well, it depends. I made a mental note of actually keeping one of the subjects that was kind of worth it. Okay, go ahead. But what are you gonna ask? What was the way one the investing in property? Yes, yeah, we're big grown-up boys. Yeah, we're all grown up. We do we man all, talk. We all own property now. What? Talk about our dirt while drinking whiskey and smoking cigars. Beat runoff. Well, actually, not really 
that much of uh, investing in this field but uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah we were talking about actually how uh, feasible it is to have uh, to go into really real estate investment now at this point of mm. time here in our city and that's Basically. what like western romania and timisoara western eastern europe <laughs> small asterisks not financial advice yeah no we're not no none of us is prepared for that you have a lot of uh a lot of financial advisor friends <laughs> and you're into investing in stocks and stuff so yeah but you're both clearly more qualified than i am yeah well i i, I like to read about it and yeah not do it <laughs> Uh, no, I, I of course I, I do joking, it for myself, but I would not uh, consider giving advice to anyone because, yeah, I'm I'm just uh, a noob in the field. Oh, you'd be impressed how much your quote unquote noob information, how far it could go. Because yeah, for someone people, like me who's not even noob level, yeah, there's people out there that know jack shit about it. Me, you, but you're you're not poor, you're not broke. <laughs> You're doing good. How is that relevant? Because there are people who are poor and broke and still don't know jack shit about money. Yeah, but that, how is that? What, exactly. Why would they need to know about that? It's not like they have any money to invest. Not investing, but there's there's steps until you get to investing. It's not that you were born, you have your first uh, job and you go into are investing. You t- are you telling him to start a fucking multi-level marketing thing? Actually, no. To go no. to these poor, stupid people and be like, oh, check out, give me all your money, I'll invest it for you. And then poof, the next day, company doesn't exist anymore. Well, <laughs> actually, I like to look over on YouTube. Mm-hmm. There are some channels like uh, CoffeeZilla. Uh, okay. who Shout out to CoffeeZilla. Yeah, I don't know uh, CoffeeZilla. Where, Do you know CoffeeZilla? I love CoffeeZilla. Yeah. Are you serious? Are you not being sarcastic? I'm not being sarcastic. I've, I've been never been heard of like that. At least two years. Whoa! Hello, Siri. Hello, Siri. How did you? What? Phone's on silent. Somebody said it is on silent, here. but it Siri, reacts. Siri, shut to... the fuck up, then. Yeah, exactly. That's weird. <laughs> so um, they make. I've uh, never heard of CoffeeZilla. They actually make fun and uh, also expose a lot of these scams, uh, especially now in this period, uh, crypto-related. Okay. Uh, which are many of them are supported by uh, I don't know uh, influencers oh, yeah. and they're basically pump and dump schemes that's so interesting that that is a concept that exists yeah it's unfortunately it's because for quite a while actually yeah but see that's the thing that's why you out of all the people are definitely way more qualified to talk about it because i've met people who have who should have nothing to do with fucking investing trying to teach me about oh check this out this is how you do it and bitcoin or whatever have you heard of it and i'm like dude i are you fuck seriously i i had an attempt of coding blockchain shit like years ago like i was into that years ago you can't fucking come on and be like uh let me teach you about bitcoin i just got into it last week and he made like a 100 dollar profit and like dude shut the fuck up F- fuck you. i don't care I don't, yeah. there's, there's one rule of the thumb if somebody like i don't know your uncle your grandma or somebody mm. of that far-fetched from the news yeah, yeah, yeah is telling you that something is a good opportunity to invest in that's the moment you exit <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's uh, from the 1930s is the idea that uh, if your shoeshine boy tells you where you should invest, get out. <laughs> I don't wow. know. I don't remember who said this. Really? Yeah, it was uh, like a, it's a thing. big... It's an actual thing. Huh. Yeah, it's one of the big uh, bank guys. Okay. One of, I don't know, Rockefeller or stuff wow. like that who said this. 
Yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah, but well, at this point, I I would say that crypto, the majority of crypto at this point is uh, concentrated on this on pump and dumps. Really? So how does it how does it help them? What's the what's the gain? Money, basically. Well, basically, you you make a lot of publicity for mm-hmm. some shitty coin that no one really knows. I wouldn't be surprised if there were a coin called shitty coin. I I guess worse. Yeah, it, it, oh, can it I can be. I offer some context to this? Yeah, yeah, sure. So you know, and for everybody who's not really into crypto out there, so you know, we have Bitcoin and Ethereum. These are the most main known the biggest out ones, of yeah. them. You have Do- Dogecoin or Dogecoin from. Oh yeah, that that, that one also which got really yeah because of Musk. But basically, yeah. there's Bitcoin, which is the OG, and everything else is called an altcoin, like an alternative coin. Oh, okay. Also known as shitcoins. No way. Yeah, they're co- the, the the broad category of them. It's called it's called shit coins. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Sorry, microphone check. <laughs> uh, and what happens nowadays? He loves flailing his arms around when he talks a lot. <laughs> so what happens nowadays is you more and more of these things come out, and some of them yeah. have a proper project behind them and a proper team that will actually want to created and have mm-hmm. a use for it and mm-hmm. be a legitimate company okay and there are other ones they have no legitimate use exactly like how dogecoin doesn't work it's not worth anything mm-hmm. but people will get behind it will tell everybody that you if you invest in this thing right now it will go to the moon because that's the actual <laughs> phrase of it it will go to the moon yeah it for will real. skyrocket to the moon and back because people have seen how with especially bitcoin since the early beginnings and what mm-hmm. was like two thousand mm-hmm. dollars or something, now it was it close and to sixty. Just a sure. small interruption. I would say that Doge, Dogecoin is the main reason for this mentality, because really the oh, Do- Dogecoin of- was created as a meme. It's not meant to and be it, anything it hit big. So because one yeah. shitty thing can hit big, all the other shitty things are trying to hit. That's just like YouTube. Yeah. It's yeah, like exactly. YouTube influencers. Like, oh, that guy made it. I can make it. Well, yeah, almost but something like that that but one actually ma- sorry that one actually made it and then yeah, it made it by a fucking fluke just because it was doge exactly. and that's a popular meme yeah, exactly. and elon musk is a fucking exactly. weird dude but it got people uh, confident about it <laughs> yeah exactly was, well, a couple other ones that people could <laughs> democracy gives stupid people power to vote oops and it got hmm. it, <laughs> it got it like a whole trend like a whole zeitgeist of the moment you have to get in when these coins are just uh, launching yeah, yeah. So like, the first one, like an IPO exactly. uh-huh. from a company. From you a buy a company. shit ton of them, and then when the price goes up to, I don't know, $1 or something, you've made 10 times the profit you've invested or something like that. So it's it's good to go in early. Obviously, like with everything else. That's, that's in the, the case that it actually goes up. In the, Yeah. yeah. But that's So that's the promise, mm-hmm. I would say. But the problem is that a lot of these uh, shit coins are made like pre-mined. So... 60%, 80% of all the coins that will ever exist are pre-mined, are owned already by the developers or mm-hmm. the managing team and the influencers that push them. And then uh, immediately when they open, these guys sell. And there are some examples which, with guys that sell everything they have in the first 24 hours. All the coins? Yeah. So this uh, these guys that had had, had the pre mined mm-hmm. coins sell everything they had, and then that shit never recovers because there's mm-hmm. no way it could recover. It's just a flood uh, flood of that coin, and 
Yeah, the problem is there is no real uh, product behind. And think oh, about... okay, I get it. Yeah, and uh, just uh, another thing, uh, uh, thing. Think about the how many products, real products, mm-hmm. so uh, products developed by companies actually fail because there is not really a market. So the guys that develop them uh, want to believe that there is a market for them, but really there there isn't. Mm-hmm. So the big problem with crypto that even a lot of uh, the the coins that in theory do have support behind and really do have people passionate about them yeah uh, behind um, get developed but there there really isn't a market for that uh, for example uh, there was a one I think it was called Sia coin I, I think yeah Chia coin I was gonna ask about Chia coin it, it still exists actually that was and, made by the guy who made BitTorrent well the, the guy who invented torrents uh, yeah, Bram Cohen I, or some I don't shit. remember exactly yeah, yeah, yeah. but it, it the idea with it is to have uh, distributed uh, storage yeah so so Chia and, Chia the Chia network was a Bitcoin model that was not based on mining and like processor computing efficiency but more on storage space yeah exactly. and that's meant to be like greener because it's not using like electricity and shit it's just like a bunch of servers plugged in that's it which yeah. doesn't require well, computing spin-off of IPF, IPFS um maybe uh, for people out there ipfs is a distributed, distributed decentralized distributed uh storage storage stand. yeah it's it's kind of mm-hmm. like torrenting but basically if you have one file instead of it being on your computer there are multiple chunks of it on other people's computers that are part of the network and yeah. that's how you get access to yeah. it but for the, the they can't see it unless you give them access to see it but it's still there like encrypted by magic and shit yeah and so the idea was that it would offer somehow um, cheaper storage. Yeah. But the problem is, uh, if you think about it uh, from an economic perspective, uh, when random people buy storage spe- uh, hard disks, uh-huh. they pay more than what a big company pays because they can have uh, special contracts, they can... Uh, not pay, I don't know, uh, the value-added tax yeah, yeah, yeah. and all of those. Okay. And also they can negotiate the energy used. Mm-hmm. So they they are running at a very high efficiency in so the that, field. So that means that the big companies are still going to call the majority of that. Yeah, it makes sense. So well, yeah. How, I mean, how will you I would compete? never. If if me and Google are both interested in doing something with the Chia network, obviously they're always gonna overthrow me because they have all the fucking computing, no, no. all the storage space in the world. I'm just no. gonna have like a bunch of hard drives. Yeah, but it's it's not about uh, the the Sia coin. Uh, they wouldn't go into it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The the idea is there is a competition which is very efficient. Okay. And. It doesn't make sense for me as a random person mm-hmm. to keep up a computer running with network oh, and everything. So, okay, so it's using the uh, storage space already available. Yeah, the, the idea is mm-hmm. that my cost for keeping up that mm-hmm. uh, entire system will be always higher than the cost of a big tech g- company. Yeah, big tech company, which can, I don't know, uh, make a big plant in somewhere in Iceland. Or and under the ocean like Microsoft. Yeah. yeah but whatever exactly. happened, like I'm actually curious because I don't keep up with this kind of shit. What what actually happened to Bitcoin? Because I remember 
like a few years after it started and I was living in London at the time and everyone was like going mad about it. They they started making Bitcoin ATMs and shit. Well, it's, it's like, still going strong. What the fuck strong. happened? It was going to be like, it was the promised child of it's going to fix the fucking economy and finance and banking and it's going to overthrow it and be better. What the fuck happened? I mean, instead of that becoming a thing, now we're just bickering over like Dogecoin and shit. Like what the fuck happened? Well, uh, Bitcoin is still the main. I think yeah, it's, it's still the main, but it's not. No, I'm it, still using Romanian lay. <laughs> and you well, what happened? I I can say uh, from my opinion, uh, Bitcoin really has a problem with the way it was created. Okay. So uh, having a, a fixed amount of currency, mm-hmm. a maximum amount at the I think it's to about in about 80 years it should get there oh, to the really? maximum okay so you have a, a fixed amount of uh, currency that can be available uh, that's not a good uh, economic model because uh, you have implicit uh, deflation and not only implicit deflation you have implicit uh, forced quite high deflation because mm-hmm. Im- imagine the economy grows so, so you have more population and you have uh, more products i don't know even uh, people in less developed areas of the world like uh, africa and asia mm-hmm. uh, get to have a level of life a standard of life uh, yeah, sim- quality of life quality of life similar to at least let's say our area romania yeah. and east asia uh, east europe uh, that would imply a huge economic growth to the world. It's uh, yeah, it should be actually I I don't know maybe four or five times greater the economy than what it is now globally. Okay. Because uh, you you simply have to take into account that the majority of population is there, so without decreasing the uh, level of uh, the quality of life of the rest of the world the economy would need to grow four times, five times, maybe more, so that they would reach a satisfactory level. Which means printing more money. No, In it, this case, printing more Bitcoin, well, creating... A... Which, which means that if, you are, if everyone is trying to use only one currency, mm-hmm. let's say by, uh, I don't know, uh, chance American or something. dollar. Yeah. The, no, but let's say the Bitcoin would be used by everyone. Yeah. So it would be a huge deflationary uh, uh, effect on the on that currency. Why would would it be deflationary? Why can it just grow in value as much as the economy grows in value? Yeah. Well, if it, how can it grow in value if it is the reference? So it grows in value only now because you compare it to the US uh, US dollar. But right. if, if the Bitcoin is the reference, then so yeah, there well, is no US dollar in yeah. that case. Oh yeah, but that's so th- then it's it is the reference. So everything else, the price of everything else, every year must decrease to accommodate the new products and the new services that are available for the new people that will use Bitcoin. Hmm. And imagine what happens if you... It, it leads to incredible discrepancies. So if you buy here uh, at this point in time 
I don't know, two bitcoins and you just hold them, you will have basically, you will be like, I don't know, uh, not Jeff Bezos, but you, you would be extremely rich compared yeah, if, to, the, to those guys who need to purchase the Bitcoin later. Because if, only then if, they... If we're comparing it to the dollar. No. If we don't compare it. If we don't compare it. If Bitcoin is the standard. So you take uh, every price of uh, everything. Price of bread or price okay, of... Yeah, but you're... I'm not sure if it's valid because you're kind of trying to make Bitcoin to be a currency. And right now it's an asset. It's a storage of value. Yeah, but so it's a different shift in mentality. Yeah, but they said that it will be a currency. And if if it is an asset, okay. But they didn't say, it, did they say it will be the only one though? Because just as a currency, that could work. Uh, yeah, it's, okay. It's, uh, yeah, that's true. So if you have other currencies, of course, then we have a totally different uh, discussion. Because this, this keeps reminding me of, there was this debate at some point. I don't know if you're aware, you probably are aware. When Bitcoin just uh, branched out into Bitcoin Cash. No. Yeah. So there's Bitcoin and there's Bitcoin Cash. And the difference between them is the mentality of the development team. <laughs> Initially, everybody wanted Bitcoin to be a storage of value. So just somewhere that you keep your digital gold and it just grows in value. And the other people saw it as a currency. Yeah. And they tried to uh, model and change the, the blockchain so that it can support this. Hmm. Uh, yeah, it makes sense. So I would say related to this, um, the problem with it being a currency is the same problem that we had in the past in a certain degree uh, that uh, e every currency was pegged to the gold. Uh, to gold. Yeah, that's what I was thinking about. So yeah. then you were constrained. Uh, the, the central banks could not print more than... Uh, they had coverage. So let's say the US dollar was at some point 20 some dollars for one ounce of gold. Mm -hmm. So the only way that you could print more dollars was to acquire more gold. Mine yeah. it, buy it from another country, whatever you did. And that limit uh, was limiting the efforts that a, uh, the central bank can do in times of crisis. Now, I'm not saying that that this happened. just printing uh, i've seen conspiracy videos and shit and i know that this happened years ago right yes in the fact that the irs and everything decided that it's not based on gold anymore the dollar and that's what gave them leeway to print yeah, that's, a shitload that's what happened yeah yeah i'm just saying that this happened years ago right it wasn't yeah. it was like so a recent in, thing in i think it was around the 30s uh okay. then it was uh i think hoover was president I, I'm not sure. It's oddly we, specific. We, we need to mention here that Andre is basically the granddaddy of history between the three of us. Yeah, yeah, he, he, yeah. But Andre loves I, I'm, I'm not. I'm shit. not sure about this one. So I, I think I would. We caught you. We caught him off guard, ladies. Uh, no, I, I think. I think it's it fine. was Roosevelt. Actually, I think it was Roosevelt. So what I'm trying to say is, even though he is not right here, he's right in all of other places. We're gonna believe you regardless because we have no fucking idea about history, and we still don't have a producer to, <laughs> to fact check us. <laughs> yeah, fact check. So yeah. everything goes. Yeah, but I, I don't know. Anyway, uh, they decided that uh, they it would be illegal for the American people to own gold, and it, wow. you know it was basically uh law that you should uh, turn in your gold and uh what yeah, yeah. 
and immediately after so the it was packed something to 20 some 24 25 dollars uh, per ounce of gold and immediately after uh, it was still uh, used so the dollar was still uh, pegged to gold but only for international tr- uh, trade with other countries so mm-hmm. you as a person could not use it and then wow, it, they imi- yeah and they immediately then raised it to 35 dollars per ounce so but that's that's cheating right so you no, no that's uh that's uh instant inflation <laughs> yeah exactly you sell me i'm the bank you sell me all your gold for 20 dollars an ounce and then when i get everyone's gold i'm like nah fuck y'all it's now 30 dollars, which basically raises all expenses for you for anything right yeah but makes but, everything more expensive yeah but uh, you you have Douchebags. to yeah but you you have to keep in mind the context so the people were actually quite uh uh, okay with uh, doing this because uh, it was after the world uh, recession was already uh, started actually it was quite uh, over by that actually it, it was not over and uh, okay. the government used the money to finance a lot of projects like um, uh, okay. like the national parks and uh, oh that's when they drew like the golden gate bridge and shit like that right? yeah, like yeah, the yeah, 50s yeah. and stuff and like dams and uh, highways and all of those. So, in a way, it oh, was. Wasn't that, wasn't that, that was. Uh, you got us. John gotta... Maynard Keynes. Who did that? No, not really. Or James Maynard. I keep confusing him with the singer from Tool. Yeah, so. That's Keenan. <laughs> yeah, he, he was a very influential uh, economist. Yeah, he was the then, one who, who. But the president had the power. Well, so. yeah, obviously, but he was the guy who came up with the idea, right? Of let's invest in infrastructure because then we'll have infrastructure, which is good to have, and also we'll give people jobs in construction and whatever to build said infrastructure. So people are going to get paid, and by the end of it, they'll have money to use the things that we built. So, yeah, in some way. He's the granddaddy of uh, the modern monetary theory. Hmm. And uh, this basically says that uh, you don't have to peg the currency to something, uh, to a co- uh, commodity, okay, like gold. Yeah. Uh, and uh, that this blocks, in a way, your economy, which is true to a certain degree. But I will maybe come back to this. Um, and uh, yeah, he, he said that uh, what really matters, uh, I will... Yeah, this will be an oversimplification. Yeah, yeah, this will be an oversimplification. Mm-hmm. But what he said basically is that it really doesn't matter how much you print, as long as you will have uh, economic, positive economic results from that printing. Okay. And uh, as long as uh, your economy is growing, due to the money printing that you did so uh, if you are investing and uh, the country becomes more productive uh, then you can use this debt debt cycle to really always be able to pay mm-hmm. what uh, what you created debt cycle God so damn. so it's not uh, really yeah, th- that's the the model, I would say. Isn't and it like really a fragile model to just keep a, everything j- in debt? Just a moment. Yeah. Uh, so that I add the other parts. Oh, so yeah, yeah. Sorry. As long as you can increase, basically, as long as you can increase the taxes that you can collect from your population, <laughs> because you are growing the country, mm-hmm. then you can use those taxes to always pay up the debt that you created. 
so it's not a problem the the fact that you will have uh, more leeway in the way you manage the money the uh, the money supply that you have so basically the sta- state is allowed to give himself his own mortgage uh well not not really because that's why in in theory there is some separation between the banks and the state so that uh the state will not basically abuse this power yeah no i'm def- definitely talking in the oversimplified context yeah yeah well uh in the communist countries or not only communist countries in in countries that failed uh, where the currency failed where you had the r- rampant inflation or even hyperinflation uh there basically usually you had some authoritarian regime mm. that just decided to print their way out of problems and the effect of the printing is that so if you are having a uh, i don't know uh like um, uh, if you are selling some product <laughs> yeah I, I you know, know it's going to be a long explanation if he goes <laughs> <laughs> if you no no it, it will be, in. you can say in Romanian we can translate yeah, it yeah well no it will be short so if you are selling products uh de- developed in your country to some other countries yeah and your uh your uh, currency is weakening mm-hmm. compared to yeah. theirs then basically you can uh abuse a bit your citizens in the way that the their purchasing power will decrease uh for products that are not produced in your country but the products that get sold outside still have uh because that's how you get their currency yeah. in uh those products still uh, uh bring good revenue for you so it's a it's a way to fuck up a bit your uh, own people hmm. to address a bit an imbalance okay and yeah it makes sense so you basically make it difficult to buy something from a different country but it's it's easier to sell to that country so you can get their money and keep your money also inside the yeah. borders yeah because in time so your workers will not get the increases usually what happens it's not a rule but usually this happens your workers will not get uh, the increases uh at the level of inflation of the real inflation uh, that you are creating because uh, there are kind of two types of inflation there there is the monetary inflation and then the consumer inflation and consumer inflation is really more linked to the products that are available and what people actually buy while monetary inflation is just the increase of the monetary supply so if you are increasing increasing by let's say you had 100 millions and you increased to 150 you had a 50% increase in monetary supply but if products only go up 10% so that will be only 10% inflation at the consumer price level can i just say you're really smart uh, andrei for presidente <laughs> no i well it's not uh, basically i'm just saying what other people much smarter than me said yeah but you invested the time to read what other people said i don't even do that well it's, it's good you have friends <laughs> All right, let me switch the subject. Yeah. What book are you reading right now? What book? Um cuz I know we talked about this last time a bit. Well, I'm somehow uh 
the only one which I really read now it's Thoughts to Myself by Marcus Aurelius. Ooh. Uh, I tried to start a different one also, but that was a bit too hard for the moment. I didn't have the energy to do it. What, which book? <laughs> uh, Being and Time by Heidegger. Wow. I don't know that one. What was I Heidegger? Think, what did he do? He's a German philosopher. Yeah, I know. Which which current? Oh, that one. I remember. Yeah, I I know Heidegger is a philosopher, but like, which current did he adhere to or whatever? I cannot say for sure because I didn't read it. Is it existentialism yeah, my, my, or nihilism or some shit? My memory is too shit for this. Yeah, yeah I'm I, gonna. I really. So I I tried to start. I only got through a couple of pages of introduction, and I said, "Man, this is not the time to read this." So existentialist, yeah. He his best known. Uh, for contributions to phen- f- fuck. phenomenology, hermeneutics, and existentialism. This, I don't know yeah. what the fuck the first two are, but... Hermeneutics? Is, Hermene- Hermit? Hermit. 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 Oh. I guess I'm producing today. I guess you're producing. Uh, we don't have for hermeneutics, meaning Heidegger. The branch of knowledge that deals with interpretation, especially of the Bible or literary texts. Okay. So what we learn in high school. Okay. No, no not really. It's about, uh, it's more generic. It's about uh, being. What is uh, being? What What means that? Uh, what is it that... I think, therefore I am, that kind of shit? Yeah, but... But newer. At a deeper level. <laughs> newer. Because, that, yeah, that, that one is... Uh, well, more basic, I would say. It's it was uh, really yeah, yeah. revolutionary at the time, but uh, and phenomenology is the science of phenomena as distinct from that of nature, of the nature of being. Yeah. I like, like I said, I didn't <laughs> read it. So I love I love the people also ask first thing is what is phenomenology in simple terms? <laughs> Everything that is not existing, it's just natural phenomena. There's a simple English Wikipedia. Simple English Wikipedia. No. Yes, like, it's like simple.m.wiki. Yeah, I'm so guessing it's like using like... Wiki? Yeah, but it's... Yeah, yeah, I think so. It's also about really what... From what I got from the, the couple of pages that I read, it's really not only about being, but how... How you get there, you know? So it's not really like a distinction... meaning or something? Yeah, like meaning, because... Uh, like even the uh, things that exist, they don't exist just as objects. For us, there there is an interpretation linked to them. Oh, okay. So like what meaning do objects around us have? It's not just like a table. And it means like my grandma built it or whatever. And, and how that manifests into your psychic. being, what, into your mm-hmm. psychic, into what you consider to be yourself. Is this guy, this guy Somehow. is probably older than... Uh, the one to read it, reread Colleen. What's his? then Jung? Th- this is no, like 1920s, Which, 1930s. Yeah, 1920s. No, uh, Frankel. Philo- oh yeah, Frankel. And uh, because Frankel made logotherapy, but that's I guess that's different that because different. it's more finding your meaning, your purpose that's of existence. Therapy. This is uh, philosophy. philosophy. Oh, yeah, this yeah, is yeah. what gets you into therapy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And I, I can say some <laughs> trivia. Philosophizing too much will get you in a, in a we'll ward. Get you in trouble. A mental ward. 
Yep, I I can say some trivia about him. All right, go <laughs> for all, it. This is Did all that I know. Syphilis or some shit? No, he was a member of the Nazi party. Oh, and there uh, we go. And uh, I think he left it at some point, but there was still uh, move. <laughs> there there was still some discussion about if he really did didn't believe in the core message fucking big dick energy right there but i i'm i'm not sure and i i wouldn't say anything in one direction or other because i have no clue so when we take this old indian symbol and flip it over what does it mean to you (laughs) does it mean power and strength (laughs) that's the origin story of the swastika everybody (laughs) yeah well actually Actually, it's not only an Indian uh, symbol. It's like in, ancient. In different forms, yeah. It it was in. Uh, but reversed, right, or some shit. It was like flipped. In di- some different way. forms. So, uh, in like the middle, uh, Middle East, it's also present, but I think it's rounded a bit. So it's not really straight lines. It's I thought it was like the swastika or something goes from like left to right, and the other one's like right to left or some shit. The like arrows. I, I don't know edges. this difference, and I, I'm not sure. Maybe it depends on civilizations. Maybe no, on okay. some it's the other way around, and even uh, like the European populations had it in the past. See, this is exactly, and this is a weird tangent. This is exactly why I bought a fucking tarot pack. <laughs> a pack of tarot. I bought a pack of tarot cards. Colleen laughed like a fucking maniac when I told him. <laughs> That yeah. I bought Please explain. But this is the thing. So I've been reading. Explain Jung. how tarot cards are related to the Nazi party. Symbolism. <laughs> I know, Symbolism. I know. Go on, go on. It's I've been reading Jung, and I really love it. And it's just this fascination about uh, even the swast. I didn't think about the swastika symbol, but we can use that example as well. Like these are symbols that go so far into humanity, and it. It can't be for no reason, you know? Like, okay, sure, we can all agree that, like, religion or whatever is a bad interpretation of reality or not a perfect one or not a good enough one. It doesn't, you know, it it tried to answer some things about the universe, but Uh, it failed along the way. I would say that it was a good interpretation at that point. Exactly, yeah, that's the best we could do then. But, so, so all these symbols, they have to, like, because it's, I'm not agreeing with it, I'm just saying that because it's so old and it's been around for us humans for so long, it's ingrained into our unconscious. And that's the fascinating bit. Like, what the fuck does the queen of hearts mean? Because you look at it and you're like, whatever, it's a fucking cart. But like, that used to mean something, especially back in the day when we weren't as like free thinking as we fucking are now. We can just say anything and no one's going to care or whatever. We're going to get canceled or shit. Like back then, you didn't even have that. You didn't have literacy. So... Th- those things have been stuck around for so long they have to mean something or not just mean i'm not talking hysterically i'm just talking for us humans in a symbolic way it must sort of evoke certain emotions yes but but you're kind of really cherry cherry picking your your examples go on because for instance if you look at the tar- the pack of dick <laughs> so bad english if you look at the pack of the tarot cards yes they do have lots of symbolistic symbolistics in it yeah. in them. Yeah, like the journey of the hero, like the yeah, fool and the magician. Exactly, and the, the major, death the minor arc, arc, arcana. Arca- yes, like, exactly. If I remember correctly, torches mean something related to aggression and violence. Cups means uh, material wealth or something. Okay, okay. 
it, it made sense for the point. <laughs> Don't rush me over into this. So oh, they no, have, sorry, they, sorry. They, have, they have things associated with them, but this is more like what you look like as some sort of forbid, forbidden knowledge. Because not everybody has access to knowing, not access, they do have access now, but not everybody knows about the tarot cards and whatever these yeah. things mean. Yeah, but that's Whilst, exactly what I'm talking about. Because back then, that was the only written form of things that we had. No, it wasn't. No, it wasn't. Well, the Bible. Well, we, yeah, the Bible one. maybe, but wait, wait just a bit. So it depends on what we are talking about and the period of time. Uh, if, also true. If we are going back uh, in history, in especially in uh, Europe, mm -hmm. because we have... Uh, actually not, uh, not uh, in Europe also, only. Uh, if you yeah. go to the eastern side also, Middle East, uh, mm -hmm. Asia, etc. You have a lot of written things about completely random things yeah we talked about this in the so, past it's like trade agreements or like inventory trade lists agreements shit like that it, uh, like uh, tutorials or not tutorials instructions of how to oh my god i just imagine no, like no, the, the indian the, guy the, with the fucking stone tablet no, no, the, this is how you unlock the iphone yeah the, the word the word is not good but yeah, instructions on how to build yeah, ro yeah. roads how to build uh, dams how to build houses um so and even uh, like uh, knowledge books because mm -hmm. we have a lot of them kept like uh, okay they are especially in the greek region and roman region we have a lot of philosophy yeah. and in the eastern part we have similar philosophy but it's uh, somehow ingrained with the religious beliefs there uh, yes more okay so what's your point because we still have myths, which are like... My, my point is that uh, you, you said that this is uh, like a very significant part of what was left. Because there, we didn't have anything else. And I'm contradicting you there. Oh, okay, okay, fair There enough. is a lot of written uh, documents. Yeah, but, yeah, but we, can, we, can agree, we can agree that those things are mostly irrelevant. No. Okay, okay. Uh, trade, I was thinking <laughs> of trade agreements. Terror cards are relevant. No, 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 no. I was wait. thinking of like trade agreements and shit. No, wait, like, okay, okay, lists tra and stuff. Trade agreements. Right. Can I create a bit of a shed some light on this topic? Yes. Because yeah, sure. you're picking very specific, cool looking symbolistics from, from the past. Okay. Which are just things that we created and we put some uh, meaning to them. Yes. And everybody else believed it. It's so. And they trust uh, our interpretation. It, yeah. Yeah, like exists with the tarot cards. Yes. They weren't something that humanity grew up with. No, you have symbolistics, for example, like the sun, where you have the sun king or the hero's journey or things of such nature that actually are going from uh, generation to generation by word of mouth and things that we always encompass the life That's within these meant. terms. Yes. So this, these are two things that we're talking about. We're not talking about rhythm things, but... Let's just call it knowledge and stories that people grew up with as a civilization. Yeah, but that's the thing. That's, that, that's what I meant by those are mostly relevant. That's not what I meant. Obviously, building roads is important. It's just that I meant that this is sort of a materialization of things that we thought and said way before writing. Myths, right? Like the sun and the stars and the dragons at night that I saw when I was tripping on shrooms or whatever, right? And then that later became this as a form of the th shit that I thought about and all my generations before me thought about and I put it into this material form. That's sort of what I meant. Does it make sense? Because we've That's why I find a lot about these things. I know what he's talking about to me if you don't, you understand what he's talking yeah, about. It, it makes sense in 
to a certain degree, but I would say that uh, these cards are really a oversimplification of that. So yeah, fair more enough. than over, an oversimplification, they're just a case study. Yeah, it's a very specific thing. Like everything in history and in human knowledge that happened until the the people that wrote uh, drew the deck of cards drew it. They drew inspiration from some myths and stories that they have before, and this is just a portrayal of everything that they experienced until then. So that's why it's not the the well, whole I mean, like, thing, but just the, a case study of this phenomenon. Yeah, but like, okay, so these this pack of tarot cards was created by the artist and whatever, like what in the nineteen hundreds, right? Yeah, yeah. There you go. That's really late compared to what the symbolism is, right? But I'm sure that the the, the imagery of it is inspired by fucking I don't know medical books from like the 1700s or religious texts or like the, the, the drawing like the old man and the fucking whatever they're not drawn in like a 1900 style they're they're drawn in like a fucking book of whatever of the 1600s style so that it's sort of a transference throughout the ages of imagery right yeah, yeah i, I, <laughs> I get where it. was going with that i, I can agree with that <laughs> but it, it's it's still uh, from my point of view it's still a very bad oversimplification of all yeah no, don't get me wrong i'm not saying they're important in any way i'm not <laughs> saying they're like this is the fucking truth right there the thing that we've been all no i don't i just find it fascinating that this sort of materializes into these beautiful fucking deck of cards some shit that we all thought about back when we didn't even know how to fucking speak properly or whatever yeah and is they, that that's the that's the mysticism of it it's like whoa it's like whoa, i wonder what they meant or and you know. they are pretty let's say so I I bought the original ones like the the classic sort of, sort of yeah but they're quite they they have their own aesthetic to that's it. the thing exactly but also yeah. if you actually but, go into it so I've once heard like maybe on a total of one hour about the deck of tar- uh, tarot cards there's a lot of ingrained shit in them so I don't know this card it's the, it's the five of clubs and five means something with adventure <laughs> and knowledge and, and the whole thing is connected to I don't know which planet and it has a saint attached to it. so all this mumbo jumbo that gets yeah. attached to it uh, I would say that a lot of it it's like <laughs> this uh, crypto shit coins <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> so, well, in a sense so in it, a sense. It, somehow they start from uh, uh, they they somehow exploit the the deep links that we have in our brain exactly yeah. so we do have those links and we do have those arch- uh, archetypes mm-hmm. and they do mean something for us for all of us no matter where you go people kind of recognize uh, relate certain, to yeah, symbols, certain symbols. Certain, yeah. but then this gets hijacked in order to mm, make an interpretation that is really n- really has nothing to do with the symbols and i would say so from my point of view if if we want to go to see the symbols uh, the best uh, way to go is to really check up check out uh like classical art yeah so classical yeah. art you da have Vinci and stuff yeah and even yeah uh da like Vinci michelangelo or even older or so not only classical in the way that i don't know uh, like, uh artists renaissance yeah artists define classical but really uh, the the art that was having uh, an introspective into what means to be a human because hmm. yeah there is even in modern art you can find this 
in some of uh, Picasso's arts or something like that, but uh, not in some random, <laughs> I don't know, throwing of paint on a piece a of banana duct tape to a wall. Yeah, exactly. So, but you have like I don't know the the classical stories of uh, I don't remember who was Cronos was the Cronos was the uh, Guy father of up Zeus. Earth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's time. Yeah, he was eating his sons. So yeah, that that uh, brings up a symbolism, and seeing that uh, painting, yeah, it it really stirs something in you. Yeah, 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 and it's much deeper than what we have in simple things like this. Yeah, so I I get where you're going to. No, I know what you mean. And, I definitely. And it's nice. <laughs> We're just busting your balls. <laughs> no, no, I know because it's it's it, fundamentally the same thing. Obviously, this is more simple than than that. But it's the same thing. It's the same sort of evoking of emotions with some symbols that have like an ancient meaning for us humans objectively. Or at least, you know. Yeah, like that. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, some shit. Reading Jung, Jung's been fun, man. It's fucking great. Yeah, yeah he is I'm great. Glad I finally got you into storytelling. <laughs> but that's the thing, see, because I was so fascinated to start reading Jung. And I do the therapy that I do is, is Freud based, like psychoanalytic psychotherapy. And now that I know a little bit about Jung, I'm like, all right, I, I, I kind of get the gist. And now I'm curious what Freud has to say about this, because Freud was like before Jung in the shit that he sort of declared and wrote and stuff. And then Jung came later to contradict him on certain points. Now I'm curious what the fuck Freud was all about. Not, not reading but your not, mother. Not with the... Well, actually... Your mother, my mother, his mother. <laughs> Jung's the same thing. He has, like, the whole chapter on. The first archetype he starts on in the book about archetypes is the fucking mother archetype. He talks about the collective unconscious for a while, for the first chapter, and then he's like, all right, archetypes, mom. <laughs> you know that we have the archetypes of uh, the destroying father, but also the destroying mother. So, yeah, the engulfing mother archetype or some shit. Yeah, it's uh, I, I don't remember the name it exactly, but yeah, like it's the I think it's the devouring mother. Yeah, it's That's the, the devouring mother archetype. It's the mother that loves you out, out of selfishness, not selflessness. She loves you for her, not for you. So that's that's what sort of creates yeah. a stagnation in your evolution as a child because she always wants she wants you for herself. She doesn't want you to like, all right, it's time to go on and be a human. She's like, no, 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 you're my baby. I made you like, I love you. You need to give back to me that love. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, and she's sort of that's that's the thing where I'm at right now, right now in the book where it says that the image of the parents when you're young is of a sort of supernatural view. So like the, the two they parents, know everything. Yeah. Yeah. The two parents are like some gods, right? That's your sort of vision of them. Uh, and it's very important that at some point, like when you're a teenager or whatever, or as you go through age, they be, they stop becoming gods and start becoming more human. It's just like, oh, you know, oh, it's not like, it's my mom who like, oh, she's my mother and she's great and she's loves me, she, whatever. She's like, it's just some, you know, she's my mom, but like, she's just some old lady. That's apparently <laughs> that's very, lady. yeah, apparently that's from Jung's perspective. Apparently that's very important that for is. your evolution yeah. as a, as a person. And to sort of break away from that and stop seeing well, it like has that. to be like imagine the, the contrary like you will always believe that your parents have the answers to everything why would you ever leave yeah but see that's the thing that's why this book is fascinating because if you think about that it makes sense 
but he gives like concrete examples with people like broken people like in their 50s who still like cling to the image of their mom who might be alive or might not be alive and then they're fucked they're like i don't know what i'm 50 i'm single i've never had sex in my life like i just cared for my mom and like i don't know what the fuck to do with myself like he he went to like people in mental asylums and shit talks about that hard yeah 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 it's hard he 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 took the he but he bit the bullet and went and met those people for us so we don't have to (laughs) all those incels and simps out there in the 1900s (laughs) but yeah it's it's really sad that uh sometimes uh people don't don't develop and like a funny story related to this uh yeah a friend told me well when she was little she believed that uh, her father was like her prince <laughs> and oh. she 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 thought that okay i will marry it was like 2 3 years old yeah, so yeah. oh but when i grow up just like mom i will marry my father <laughs> and and then they had when they told her okay that's not how it works <laughs> she was mad at, uh, at him like for a day or two but yeah, you have to... I've heard that. I've heard that story before. Not that specific story, but like I've heard of that sort of... Yeah, because... Archetype or whatever you be, want to call people it. People believe... Uh, yeah. Because you don't have anything else. You don't know more. Exactly. But that's, impo- that's why it's important to break that belief. And it, it's, an, it's a positive example of how to make sure that your child really develops properly. Yeah. That's, uh, Jordan Peterson talked about that uh, when he's talking about the Buddha. Because there's this whole story about the Buddha, how his father, before he became the Buddha, his father uh, was like, I will protect you from the world. And he built like this fortress or whatever, like he uh, built this place to keep him and raise him there. And everyone there was beautiful and healthy and young and whatever. And no one was allowed in. And then he uh, he wanted to go outside of those walls. And he, he went like three or four times. And then the first time he met someone sick, first the second time he met someone whatever. And then the last time he met someone dying. And then he was like, you know, it was this whole concept of like, I need to break out of those walls to, to face reality on my own terms, not live in my father's illusion or my parents' illusion, sort of. Mm-hmm. That's... So you're telling me the God, I'm getting a spoiled fucking rich kid. Huh? So you're telling me the Buddha was basically a spoiled yeah, he rich was. kid? Yeah, he was. He was. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> but but, so funny. but this is the this is the myth all all yeah. over the world because if you think about it, uh, even uh, like our Romanian stories, you know, with the the Zamolxes. No, no, with the three princes and everything like the oh, popular the, stories. The, yeah, the ballads. Uh, yeah, and then uh, they uh, uh, go out and they have to, but they they're always like a prince or something. It's always like the smallest one who who wins. Yeah, and yeah. and the youngest of the peop- three children. People really didn't believe in him because he was not yet grown. Yeah, he was into the underdog. Being a man. It's like all our all our Romanian myths are just this very blatantly obvious hero's journey. Yeah, yeah. It's always free brothers and free sisters. It's always no, like a it, not all of them, but yeah, not majority all. The, the majority of them are like free, free, free princes and free princesses from different kingdoms. The red emperor and the something, the blue or whatever, the green, green emperor, and, and yeah. yeah, and then they they go on free trials, and the the young one always is the one that wins, and then he gets the hand of he defeats the 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 dragon because you know Balaur is. It's basically yeah. the dragon. Have, have you ever heard the idea that the, there were always three princes or, or, excuse me, when there were three princes, there were three princes because it was the recollection to the Holy Trinity? I don't know. Have you no. ever heard this? No, I haven't. Yeah, but how could those be related? Because there is, 
Now, if talking about religion, mm. there is nothing wrong in the three, in the three entities of the Trinity. But in these cases, usually uh, the big all older uh, princes, Bro older brother, yeah, eldest, they, they were somehow Blood. broken. Uh, so they they were mm. either too selfish or too uh, full of themselves, and they didn't heed warnings or they see. Didn't... But now, if you think about that for like an archetypal vision, that makes sense because you're the older brother. You're always going to be the first one to be left aside because they're going to focus on your younger siblings. So you're always going to be like a little bit spiteful of them or a little bit generally generally that it's sort of if you think of it like yeah that makes sense that he was spiteful he was the oldest brother and probably and, all the responsibility was on his shoulders and and to a certain degree to the same thing uh being forced a bit to develop uh, because mm -hmm. the, you could not wait to develop until 18 19 years you old had to take you, care you of your had, younger brothers and yeah shit. exactly when mm -hmm. you are 10 or 12 you can grow to believe that you know it all or because you, you are the one oh because you was oh you were always the one teaching your younger sister yeah, and, and somehow you expected of you and somehow you get uh i don't know complacent in that position oh uh, okay like so that and it's also expected of you to be the better one yeah but yeah. you expected yourself because you've always been like exactly, the older exactly. one and it's, then it's you ingrained in you but it's somehow expected yeah it's sort of a but but then weird they, arrogance sort yeah, of that i yeah. know best i don't need to fucking, well it could be arrogance but then there's other part of it it's just you have to Right, because yeah. it's responsibility. Yeah, but, but the the You're problem is that, that uh, you are failing the task that yeah. is at hand, and you are usually failing it in those examples, in those uh, ballads, uh, because of uh, because of something that you do. So it's your pride. You are not listening to yeah, you're the overconfident. Yeah, you are mm. not listening to the advice of uh, the people you meet, meet yeah. or something. Yeah. yeah, and it's also. Uh, hmm. Funny a bit for me, it always uh, remained the thing that with the horses, you know, that uh, in some uh, of them, in some of the stories. Oh, they always pick the shittiest horse yeah, that magically turns into the best horse. Yeah, exactly. And that's uh, that's kind of fun to think about. That, Why? Well, because uh, in certain scenarios, real life scenarios, let's say, People who do not get the first chance in life because of various reasons oh. uh, have to build character. Mm -hmm. And then when they are put in a position that they can do things, they can shine, they turn around and do show that they are capable. But well, that they, makes, they, that they makes they a lot shine, of sense yeah. because everything in those stories build up on, on the idea that the underdog. The underdog. The main hero is the <clears throat> least feat to do any of the things, and he has to overcome the greatest challenges. But I think that's by design. You have to give you the sense that it can yeah, be Yeah, for done. sure. For yeah. sure it's by design. Storytelling. I, even I so, I, I could agree that the, the thing with the horse could be also a metaphor for life, that sometimes you will have to face some problems. You will get some tools, which probably won't be enough in your mind, but they have to do, and you just do it. And that mm. gives you confidence that you can do it. Hmm. As opposed to just sitting there and trying to get all the tools and everything you need and just the be perfect tools. Exactly. Just being oh, paralyzed yeah. by analysis. And then this is what <laughs> I have. I'll make it work. And it works. Yeah, Sometimes. That, that's nice. <laughs> that's a good that one. Makes yeah, sense. I like that. And uh, also uh, another thing that we uh, we can add here that uh, basically 
always the prince has to do something. Uh, they feed the, the uh, this horse. The dragon usually. Some stuff. No, no. Ah, to feed the horse. Yeah, they yeah, feed the, the horse. They have to feed the horse with <laughs> some stuff. Feed the horse. That, yum, yum. that will make him better. <laughs> okay. So it's uh, yeah. it's a thing about improving the world around you. Improving the tools that you have, going kindness. going on your uh, also kindness, on yeah, your, on your hero's journey. But also uh, improving the tools that you have. So you have these tools at the, your disposal, and you go on and you improve them. Uh, okay, so I so you are changing the world okay. around you to be better. So I, I'm I would not, say, go ahead. I was going to make a, a, a small sort of um, analogy. So I'm not. I know that I'm not the greatest of the brothers. I know that I don't have the greatest of the tools around me, right? So I spend time teaching my... I, I realize that. I internalize it, right? So I go on a, a side adventure to get a tool or get something to make myself better. Then I invest time sharpening my tools, right? Feeding the horse and stuff like that. So I'm spending time improving myself and the world around me to give myself the chance to win. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's basically because mm. the whole thing in the hero's journey, you start from a place of uh, everything's relaxed and calm and whatever, yeah. something happens and you go to, have to go outside of your city, city, village, whatever it is, to fix that thing. But on the way, you improve yourself, you develop yourself as in the thing with the horse, and you do that so that you can improve everything for everybody because that's when you go to in the woods and actually cut the dragon's head or you come with the treasure and bring it back to the village that's, that's when so you cool. raise everybody we need level. to tell jordan peterson about this man and <laughs> he probably knows he probably knows but that's sure like he knows. <laughs> that's similar to the snake story uh from exurbia now thinking of it oh, he goes on a journey to avenge his dad he gets the tools, he learns how to use them, gets becomes better, fights the, the, the snake, then sort of realizes that in order to make the world better, he needs to renounce the tools and go back. And thus, by going back, he also protects the other ones not to sort of tyrannize them or whatever. Well, it's yes and of... no, because that's a direct uh, following of the hero's journey. Yeah. But the difference, the different thing there is not a it's not a classical hero's journey kind of a story it's more of a self-discovery i would say yeah. this sounds more like the indian story the gilgamesh uh story no i never read the epopee uh <laughs> yeah yeah it's uh i will not uh i don't know don't spend two hours on it yeah i, I don't <laughs> want to misrepresent it so i oh, okay i will not uh go go into de detail but basically uh, this uh, guy is a prince. He's uh, doing a lot of, I don't know, what princes do. Conquer. Uh, <laughs> Fuck bitches, get money! Yeah, exactly. ah, he's rolling. Call yeah, back yeah. to the beginning of the episode. And he's, do do he's doing his own thing rolling over. Yeah, and during some adventures, he uh, becomes friend with someone. Uh, and uh, this friend at some point dies. And uh, because his friend died, uh, they were very close. He realizes that he too will die. So he goes on to a journey to become immortal. That's cool. And uh, he went to find the seven Dragon Balls. Oh shit! Yeah. <laughs> and and he goes. He goes through some states of, I would say, despair. It um, along the journey, he does get close to his goal. I don't. I don't remember if he actually gets to it, but then he renounces it and goes back. Hmm. Because uh, he found out that uh, the what uh, 
what he has inside and what uh, what's what humanity is about is not really uh, just surviving I've seen forever. S- I've seen so many YouTube videos about this online. There's like a, a shitload of YouTube videos about what it would be like living forever and stuff like that. And then always it always comes back to like, yeah, but the whole purpose of things for us from our perception as humans the only way that things have meaning and purpose is because we die because they're not forever because we need to fight for them to have them while we live or whatever and we can't just like live forever and be like complacent and be like yeah i mean whatever uh, it's gonna happen anyway i don't remember all the details uh because i read it once and it was yeah a few years ago and i didn't read quite the complete text so I I hope I didn't uh, butcher it. butcher it, <laughs> but nah, yeah, it, it's uh, really a an interesting story, and I think it's the first story that we have that really talks about uh, this quest because humans hmm. have this quest in them to become immortal yeah. through through some meaning, not necessarily physical immortality, but even for example the the Roman emperors or not only Roman uh, emperors yeah. Uh, people wanted to create something great some uh, something everlasting yeah everlasting like uh, even the egyptian pyramids pyramids and uh, all of those why did they bother creating those huge huge monuments out of stone which is very hard to get in that place to mount in that place and everything it's a quest to go beyond your life your normal life that's so cool in a in to a certain degree because actually it's kind of funny for me for uh, the egyptians because they really didn't look at death as we do as an end it was just part of the cycle of life but then you you create something that you leave behind you that it's larger than life so you're not uh, satisfied in a, in a certain or that's how I view it that in a certain way you are still not satisfied just accepting the fact that when uh, your physical life ends you go to the other part and then there you do whatever you do still you had to live something that is greater than life yeah but they were expected to come back like in the yeah, whole that, that's everything, true. the pharaoh was supposed to was yeah, expected but, to but come why? back and rule again. Yeah, but why do you believe that you will have... Uh, th- that's that's exactly my point. So mm. why... Because if you accept that, that it, it's a cycle and... Okay, you went through life and then you will go into the underlife and everything. Why do you have to come back? And why do you have to be on that position of power well, still be, when you come back? Because cycle mm. repeats themselves. Exactly like day and night. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I'm just uh, I'm just saying what I've been told about the whole thing, and then there was obviously a political interest in saying that because having everybody believe that the pharaoh was the the son oh, of God, not the son of God, but the direct representation. You should no, be nice to him because he, he's he, gonna come back. He and was fuck actually, you up. I think, some incarnation. Somehow, yeah, I mean, something like I don't know which exact word there, but it was something like uh, send upon to the people from the gods. You need something, something to get people around you to listen to you. Yeah, yeah. So that sure. was that. Made See, this sense is for them. this is one of my problems, and I'm happy to be wrong here. So feel free to contradict me. But I feel that like this is one of the problems that we have in society today. That lack 
of meaning of going beyond ourselves first okay first of all first of all the i do agree with you i agree with you that it was incredible what they did and build those pyramids and try to have this huge legacy and whatever but that's like a bunch of people right there are like probably a million people in the desert and like what a couple of them like the most the richest the utmost riches of them all were the only ones who could afford to to leave yeah. a legacy now at the same time i would agree that the slaves and people working there if they believed in that if they even bother thinking about that then i can also agree that yes maybe they also felt like they were part of it right like so so i'm thinking of yeah. meaning right yeah the pharaoh is like i want to build something that's going to last forever and I'm going to build this. But that's one guy out of like whatever million people lived in the desert, right? Most of them slaves, illiterate, just, stupid, all that. Just a, a notice here. A note here. Yeah. So, for example, in the Luxor area, the old capital, they were kind of always adding to the temples and to the um, ceremonial area. So, it's not really that you... It, that's why I'm saying that it's funny somehow because it's not that you leave only your mark, but you grow the mark on the world. Yeah, exactly. And that's what I'm saying. Like, I'm also happy to agree that the people working on them and everyone involved also probably felt that sort of eternity of it. I'm like, I'm, I'm the fucking architect of this one pillar and all my life I'm going to do that. But it's like, you know, it's part of this grander scheme of things. And I feel that we're really missing on that now. I mean, person, not... Well, you have options. Can you they, have options, but they like, didn't have any options. Not that, but you know, we we're all free, ambitious guys here. None of us are working for NASA. We're just working from some random corporation, right? And it, it, it's not like I'm not throwing shade on the people we work for. I'm just saying it's not like my company or your company is going to be the one that's going to make me feel like I'm doing something eternal and I'm going to die happy that I'm doing. So it's just you know, it's all for profit, for money, whatever. It's not like no one is really giving me that feeling. Yeah, I can where I'm like, you know what? This is this is this is truly meaningful. What I'm doing here is truly meaningful. It's not it's like I could just change my job tomorrow and no one would fucking care. I can agree right? a so, bit uh, with this. Maybe just there's so like lack of substance. Oh, yeah. But also depends on however you want to leave your mark in in the future. If you ever if you ever want to do it, because there's other ways just from creating companies or creating empires. Yeah, just yeah. Ju just a thing. Maybe. We we no longer live in a in a world that has the mindset to live that behind well. something. Uh, like if, for example, in in Europe, Florence, I think the the dome in Florence, I think it was built in like one hundred years or close to one hundred years. Mm -hmm. Maybe you can check this. Uh, and when they started, they didn't know how to finish it, so they didn't know how to build the do uh, the dome because it's so high that you cannot make the wooden structures with the materials that they had. And I think they finished it like 30 years before they... So everything else except that part. They and were hoping that one day someone's going to show up who's yeah, going to know how yeah, to do exactly. it. Yeah, exactly. So I've heard of this. It, it's a, so cool. <laughs> yeah, it, it's a different mindset to start to create something that you know you will never see. So that's the thing now, if you don't build something that's immediately profitable and market value and blah, 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 and maybe also change people's lives, then it's not even worth starting it. I'm not saying that that's my opinion. I'm just saying that this is what the world feels like yeah, today. But we, we live in a world that is uh, 
a bit obsessed with uh, uh, with efficiency because you see yes. all of these things are not efficient starting to build a church that you don't know how to finish it's not efficient starting uh, to build i don't know uh, an empire I, i'm not saying that we should start building empires no, because empires but you yeah. have example yeah. of these sort of so just take musk for instance and neuralink yeah he just started building that shit but he has no idea how to do it initially and he's learning along the way right and they do intermediary projects until then yeah, but we can all agree that Musk is a example of a leader, an example of like that sort of cult following. That sort, of, but yeah, that's so was one, the Pharaoh. But that's one. But yeah, so was the Pharaoh. It cannot be so many people that do amazing shit. Yeah, because I, doing amazing I, yeah. shit is hard. I agree with this, but um, so one difference that I would say is between the two uh, examples, and I'm not dishing on the greatness of <laughs> Musk. Uh, he is a great, in, I don't know, mind. But uh, yeah, it's not some. Uh, it's not a project that you start, regardless of your time frame. So Neuralink, I I think they even had like timetables and everything that they will do it in like twenty years. Okay, I, I'm not sure. I'm not saying that they will achieve it, but it's we are oriented as a society towards things that are geared to give. Uh, I don't know. Immediate fast, feedback. Yeah. As not immediate, but as fast as possible. Mm -hmm. So even the large projects, and this can see, be seen in, uh, I don't know, buildings and everything. So the, the buildings that we are building, they are made to be efficiently built from an economic perspective. It's such as a shame we don't have possible. slaves anymore. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> That's exactly what I'm hearing. Holy here. shit. <laughs> no. I mean, no, no, no. I'm not, I know, I know what you're saying, but it's just I'm, I'm, I'm not saying it that we should go back. <laughs> no, to I know, I know us, we should, but, but but it's a different mindset, and we, this is the reason why it's a different mindset, and not not really. It no, is. no, no, because so. because right now you have to pay people in order to build something, so you have to need to have the funds in order for people to be paid to build it. If you had it were to have slaves, so nobody had to be paid. Well, you can start a project that might end somewhere. You, you, you don't have to finance had, it. You still had to have a. Uh, to pay people depends depends on the but not as much not as much just depends on the period and depends on yeah of course if you are talking about uh i don't know egypt but if we are talking about uh i don't know uh things like uh, the renaissance period in italy or uh like uh, in barcelona the church the gaudi church gothic period something i don't know yeah exactly it's not you you the, the idea is that you didn't have slaves anymore but you still had the mindset to a certain degree and i'm i'm not saying that we don't have it at all now or that everyone i don't know there is no, no exception um that's not my point i i'm saying that the majority of people are not inspired to have that set of mind yeah to leave something behind okay. so yeah so yeah there are people who break the norm but usually the norm uh, if you look at i don't know television yeah internet whatever it's for consume instant as fast as possible as much as possible uh as engagement yeah as in the yeah uh, cover the engagement span of 15 seconds because uh, otherwise we lose it yeah so it's uh, really 
we do not educate that mindset into the large population. So while I do agree that there are people who have it, of course, uh, and yeah, it's great that we have them. So I'm not dishing on anyone, but we are not having a mindset to educate that into the great population. No, I think the only example I can think of when, when we actually do this as a species is when you have an old household and you want to live something for your children and your grandparents. As in, I don't know, maybe a house, maybe some land, maybe some something like that. But that's the only th way we actually do it as a group, as a society. No way. Yeah, I think that's, that, that's the yeah. I think that's the only one left. But I, I'm saying that it there was a certain belief, even if you were not as maybe a slave, of course, but if you were like a low it was a level worker, yeah. it was there, just ingrained then. Yeah. To a certain degree and in certain periods, because let's face it, the majority of people were not educated and they were kept like that. Yeah. Even here in Romania, for example, we had uh, the church. This is one of, uh, I would say, the the blames that uh, you can put historical on the church here in Romania. They had villages of slaves. Dude, even today, what what's like the illiteracy level remains like 40% or something, 30%, 40%? Uh, that, that's functional literacy. Okay, so that's uh, not actually not being able to read, but not being able to understand certain tasks that have a complexity. That's still bad. Yeah, it's still bad. I'm, bad. I'm not saying that it's good. Yeah, yeah. And I think I've seen a statistic r really recent that uh, I think like 12, 20%, 20% of children that are... Uh, in the first class in Romania, first grade, graduate, yeah. yeah, first uh, grade, graduate uh, the university. So only twenty percent. Yeah, something like that. Only twenty percent. And really? that, and that is with That's bad. Yeah, and it's not really bad in itself. It's bad that we don't have, uh, for example, we don't have trade schools. Because yeah, yeah, exactly. You you can make a lot <sighs> of money from. We need a micro of Romania. You're all looking at me. Seriously, have I never talked about this? Uh, you did. I remember it vaguely. Do you remember Mike Rowe, uh, Dirty Jobs on Discovery? Yeah. Years ago. Yeah, yeah. That dude, what he's doing nowadays, he has like a non-profit where he's popularizing since uh, the economic crisis. He's been doing this. He's popularizing more and more to young Americans' trades. And he's getting That's funding nice. and education and universities for trades and stuff. And like, you know, uh, obviously plumbing, construction, shit like that, but like soldering and stuff like, which is yep. very, which is, a, it's a well-paid job. It's yeah. a very well-paid job. And no one wants to do it because it's like a dirty job. Drive, so a, drive a tractor. Yeah, it's exactly. It's a like well-paid job. Yeah. <laughs> I remember now it is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So the, the idea yeah. is that there are a lot of jobs that really need to be done and they yeah, are they're the stigmatized place. because of society today because like, oh, you need to be a superstar or an influencer or, a, you know, clean Hollywood or like a fancy fucking programmer or whatever. It's not like, dude, go get your fucking hands dirty. It's fine. Yeah. Uh, well, uh, another thing that I've seen, I don't know, a few months ago, maybe it was last year. Uh, they make, I think it was in England or the US, I don't remember where. Uh, they go to the schools when, like the low grades, or, or, I don't know, first grade, second grade, yeah. stuff like that. Primary and they, school. They ask them, okay, uh, what do you want to be when you grow up? <laughs> yeah, and classic. for 
for a very long period of time, like uh, being an astronaut or stuff like that was the Norm. the desired yeah. Yeah, yeah, future. Yeah. And now we, the first one... But dude, I it, just heard that thing today. Yeah, it was uh, yeah. like being an influencer, influencer. or a blogger. You, streamer, or YouTuber. Yeah, I, I heard that today in a video Yeah, and on it, YouTube. And it's really... That's why it's stigmatized. Because no one... And of course, it's I think hard it's stigma- work. I think it's stigmatized as a side effect of ads and media. I don't think anyone's intentionally being like, oh, be this. Well, th- that's what they're doing. But they're not like saying, don't be that. It's just like, it's just like ads. They inevitably and, fuck you up. And because of the, the school system. Because, well, for, yeah. for example, <laughs> Germany has, uh, and other Nordic countries, have a lot of... Uh, time spent to okay find what this child is good at yeah and direct him and even if it's uh like a trade okay and they have a lot of uh things that inspire you like if you are you have those internships or you have if you are i don't know like uh you work something with your hands like uh Garden working, yeah. yeah, woodworking or stuff like that. You you go on internships around the world, maybe, and uh, you try to develop that skill, dude. But that implies a country that gives a shit. Yeah, of course. I I can already hear all the Romanian moms. If you were to put a a child psychologist in a school, going nuts, be like, oh, my child's not crazy. How dare you make him talk to a psychologist? My child's fine. You couldn't even fucking start doing that but for another like it, 10 years at least in this country the, the system because hmm? i remember reading some news a couple of weeks ago and they want to split somehow high school into three different things really in like, in romania yeah, yeah they, oh. they want to go back basically Basic. because go back to what well before the 90s the, oh. this was a, a positive thing oh we <laughs> had the like specific era. schools and trade yeah. schools i remember my parents talking about that yeah. mine also well, my yeah. my father is an electrician and he yeah. well, a mechanic he yeah. he didn't go to university he was uh, yeah you don't need to you just need a school that specializes yeah. in teaching you how to do the thing that's yeah, cool exactly. that we're i mean Obviously, the stigma of communist, but still, that's cool that we're doing that. Not everything that was in the communist era was bad. <laughs> that's true. That's uh, it, true. It was bad that uh, they were like preparing them for the that planned economy, and you didn't have like uh, training besides that to give you a perspective of what the world is. Oh, okay. Because they they wanted to keep everything but in the, the country. Yeah, that's still you a didn't... form of efficiency. They're keeping you efficient on one thing and shutting you down on anything else. They're optimizing the system at large. Yeah, but it's true. The as... way they do it is good and transferable. It's just the purpose for which they did it wasn't good. And and the fact that they were shutting you off, obviously. Yeah, the, the problem when you try to plan things is that you're never that smart. <laughs> nice. So... Think about it, one person or not one person, but a group of persons that is a very small group Yeah. Uh, really has the hubris to believe that they can plan for <laughs> the millions. The hubris. Well, that, that's, that's the <laughs> yeah, thing. That's, yeah. that's, the, that's the thing. And it doesn't end well. I mean, it never yeah. ended Deciding well. Deciding the fate of an entire nation. Like, yeah, we can talk about Russia. We can talk about China in the 70s. Russia, it was in the 30s, yeah. uh, 20s, 30s. Yeah, but some done and they made it. 
yeah, better than others. Yeah, like the fifty percent that survived. Yeah, yeah. okay. <laughs> that, <laughs> no, that's how it works. I, I, I'm, that's how I'm exaggerating works. the percentage, but uh, I mean, what the, the Scandinavian countries did the social democracy, right? Which is yeah, but that's not really. It's not the same thing, but it's still a yeah, socialist but, system. Yeah. Well, let's go a bit into it. It's really an, a very uh, capitalist system. As as in the classic definition of capitalism, mm-hmm. uh, or let's say not not capitalism because I don't like it. Uh, well, <laughs> you capi- don't like that term. Capitalism was invented by Marx, and it's the enemy. Capital- oh yeah. So it's not. Oh yeah, didn't Marx invented capitalism to have just to have something to contra whatever yeah. his idea of communism and his idea? Well, l- let's get to it. So you have the free market a bit, and uh, his. Uh, inside into the entire evolution is quite right to a certain degree uh, so he said okay going on this path we will uh, have more and more accumulation of capital to smaller and smaller groups which yeah, is for example companies. happening now yeah and because of that you will have a lot of uh, disenfranchised people and the, yeah and uh yeah, so capitalism was basically the end of no regulation. So if mm. you if you leave a system to not have regulations and only have the free market, you will end up to this extreme where only a few will control all the resources and you basically will have a neo-feudalism system. Which I'm not saying that we're there, but because we're not. So let me be clear. But uh, yeah, if we wouldn't have any uh, checks and balances, we would be there. Okay. Because it's it's seen how it accelerates even in this period. So his, uh, let's say, solution to this was uh, the control of the means of of production. (laughs) Seize the means of production. Yeah, by the population. The problem with that is that how do you distribute the control because you mm. cannot have the entire population dictate what the entire population will do so the system requires a certain degree of uh, authoritarian uh, mindset Ooh. and because of this you will recompense uh, the uh, reward you will reward yeah that's fine <laughs> you you will you will reward then the people that are most inclined to accept being authoritarian to fulfill that job and Ooh. in the start they might be very well uh, rewarded no 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 very very well, well intended uh, so their intentions might be as pure as possible yeah, but yeah. you get to a system where you're in power and then uh, all those that get close to you want to have more of that power because that's the mindset that you reward because there's nothing more that can be obtained than to control everyone basically yeah. that's what happens in a communist country the the leaders control everyone so mm-hmm. instead of running for material wealth you run for power yeah, and material wealth. No one really runs for it. I mean, just even even people that have material wealth, they they run for I don't know the. They believe in some 
product they that they that they are doing if uh, we are talking about companies and that product just happens to be be very profitable and very <laughs> desired by people yeah you, you know uh, i like those uh, images with smashing capitalism with uh, a mac in your uh, lap in your lap and yeah. yeah starbucks yeah, coffee yeah yeah exactly oh god so it yeah. it just is what it is but uh, going back to the topic let's okay. say so uh, you have a, re- a system that rewards the desire for power okay because you don't have the money anything else to strive for yeah but you have the desire mm-hmm. for power and that's basically only like real psychopaths go for desire for power as history has proven yeah exactly <laughs> so th- that's why that's why 40, his solution 30s. is not good. Now you could imagine solutions where I don't know you have like a a, a system that somehow elects in groups people. I I think it's there is even a guy who made a crypto. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, but he's one of the well-intentioned guys. I'm not sure how great that the, crypto the is. I love the callback. But uh, yeah, I think. He wrote a book, More Equal Animals, something like that. Okay. And uh, yeah, he writes about a system that is really more democratic. Like, okay, for example, uh, you have all the population grouped in ten groups of 10 people. And then you discuss between and from that 10 people, each select one. So each group of 10 select one uh, person to represent them. And it's then like a you... Cooperative or something. Yeah. And then you do again so all each of the ones selected you group again in groups of 10 and they select one of them and you go like this and basically because at each point you are selecting in theory the best so the best that represents that group you will end up with a system that will represent as best as possible everyone everyone so when you get to the mm. end and you already have a group like the top of group it's 200 people left you can just say okay one of you is the president one of you is the prime minister one of because you already selected the best but this will not imply this implies that you don't have named candidates and everything like we have now because a problem with democracy as it is now is that to be able to be voted you have to go through hoops that require money <laughs> and require power. There you go. So we're so back at square A. Y- you're a bit tainted to a certain degree mm-hmm. because you already have, uh, I don't know, connections that need to be, uh, I don't know, satisfied. Okay, but how does the first system fixes this? Because I can see the same thing happening also here. Uh, because how how can it not fix? The, the thing is that you will always... How can you... So you have the entire population yeah. of the world, uh, of the country, let's say. And you randomly select 10 people and put them in a group. There is no shared uh, interest because we're just 10 people that are randomly... So we don't them. have to be necessarily neighbors. We just have no, to be... No, no, no. It's, it's especially needed that you're not... Okay, okay, I think, okay. I think I, I'm not sure on this. Don't quote me on this. No, but if, if it's if you're me and my first closest nine neighbors, somebody can work the uh, group in such a way that they become the first one and they can just play the political game up top. 
So that's uh, what I'm saying. Yeah, but everything is parsed and you're mixed and everybody sees it differently. But even if you do that, I mean, you can do it on the first level. You can do it on the second level. By the third level, you're not a neighbor with someone. Yeah, but there's politics in that in that case. Because somebody has to go to up top to the, all the levels. So somebody can make it and there's going to be a fight for it. Yeah, but I think what the difference is between democracy now and what he's talking about is that democracy now is just a bunch of random people who get in there and then we vote for them. It's not someone that we chose. We choose them by voting out of a pool of people that we didn't choose for the yeah. pool. It'll be the same thing also here because you just have like a pool of 10 people initially and then you have to choose somebody and obviously somebody's going to want to yeah, take but, the role. Somebody's but, not going to want to take the role. Yeah, but right... Yes, but at least we chose them to some degree up to the top. Whereas here is just some guy joins Usere. No, you have no idea what the fuck he is. And then they vote internally. Yeah, well, and then he just ends up he's like, okay, he's the one we're going to send. Also, like you choose here your, for your next one or two, uh, ten neighbors. And then when you get to the fourth level, do you have any influence who's getting picked at the fourth level? Or is the peers with the person at the fourth level? No, no, uh, only the person's uh, on the fourth level. Exactly, but so now it's politics. Isn't that how American system works? Because you have like local and it keeps extending more to a certain degree, but other. how can you explain then that the Bushes are, I don't know, they were 20 years of the no, last. Yeah, obviously, and obviously, I'm just saying like- Hillary Clinton was the only candidate uh, against uh, Trump four years ago, no, six years ago. Now. Yeah. Uh, when she was already a, m a member of the power system, because she was the wife of the previous president or of, of a, a previous, previous president. Yeah. yeah. So the the idea is, of course, it's not a perfect system, but it would produce more uh, equal results because there is a chance that someone who you picked will get there. Of course, he can be eliminated at any stage. But that's the idea. If maybe he was good for us because we are, uh, I don't know, people who, and I don't. We want have a to... specific set of problems, and he can address those. Yeah, but maybe that's not the biggest problem. So maybe let's say mm. we we because we are programmers, we want, uh, I don't know, more programming. Free internet. Free internet. Let's more more programming uh, hours in school. For some reason, I don't know why we, yeah. we would want that, but let's say. But yeah, maybe the majority of popul of the population lacks roads, lacks clean water. It's it's okay that we are losing, because our point is not really. There's that more important. immediate needs. Yeah. 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 Okay. So what I'm getting from this is, although as you said, it's not a perfect sim system, you can still get the politic politics games in it but what i'm seeing is in the advantage is just in the sheer breadth of people involved because yeah. politics is like a closed gate game right now it's not yeah. that easy to get into it yeah. and then you yeah. give a chance to almost everybody yeah exactly hopefully a fair one yeah well, that's i think that's what he said like you you have at least some chance that someone you pick yeah, can get that the worst. what i'm asking that yeah. was the delay. Yeah, what's, exactly. what's the benefit of it and whereas, the benefit. whereas right now you don't there's you have you don't really have any control of of the people you know who you get to vote yeah. the yeah. pool of people yeah, you, you get to vote out of. for positions and there is yeah. another advantage yeah, exactly. people actually would be invested because right now It'd be like a lottery yeah yeah but think about it uh, right now you end up with two candidates from two or three or four candidates, whatever, doesn't matter. Mm. Like uh, in Romania, there are like three or four candidates that really matter. The rest are just there for 
uh, I don't illusion know. of democracy. Yeah. Ooh. Not for illusion. Uh, for example, if you are participating and you make, I think, two percent, three percent, but you don't make it, you still get uh, reimbursements from the state. For this is to provide a more equal chance. But in the mm. end, people that know that they would get enough, just use it, and then I don't know make contracts with their companies or stuff like that and they just skim money from the state basically so um people are smart man the way they figure out to fucking cheat the system yeah and especially yeah. in this country it's fucking well, crazy everywhere but yeah but not going to into that part <laughs> uh the idea is this way you do not have uh and then you have those three four and a lot of people are saying, okay, fuck, I don't care if it's like, like it was with the last election for president here. I honestly got to the point where I didn't give a fuck if it was uh, Johannes or if it was that woman. Uh, and I'm not saying that it's, uh, I don't remember her name. Danchila. Danchila, yeah. Uh, and she was the, the person from uh, the left party. Yeah. And I'm not a lefty, but really, this guy annoyed the fuck out of me with his uh, hubris. <laughs> yeah, he didn't want hubris. to. Yeah, he didn't want to participate in any uh, discussions because he will not uh, <laughs> encourage so uh, such people that are so incompetent. But it's not about them; it's about us. You are there to represent us, so you yeah. better fucking tell me what you're going uh, going to do. Political games, man. And, yeah, but they would not have that power because you end up in the system where you have only three people or four people and you have to choose either you vote one of them or you don't go to vote and that's why we have 40 50 60 percent of the population which is not involved at all yeah but with this system you will say okay fuck it maybe not in the first year maybe not in the second year uh term term yeah but then you would say okay let me try let me see at least, even if I'm not the one who wants to go up, but I want to have my idea listened by that person. So it's it's a way to get people uh, involved involved with it. Hmm. Speaking of that, we are one hour and forty minutes in. Yeah, told you to go back. What do you think? What what was it like being on a podcast? Yeah, actually, quite nice. <laughs> it's not that bad. You heard it here yeah, first. Hey. <laughs> Once I got started a bit, like yeah, uh, yeah. At the start, it was like, oh fuck, what I'm doing here? <laughs> what am I doing here? <laughs> so for everyone out there, we've mentioned this before that we have this friend called Andre who goes into a billion tangents deep for hours on end. This, I just want to say, went way better than I expected. <laughs> I, I'm not gonna lie I was a bit worried I was like oh this is gonna and I'm gonna have to play referee I'm gonna, yeah I'm gonna have to like uh, just like do footsies under the table be like you stop actually, talking about this thing for like 20 minutes go you back you actually warn him no more than 5 minutes on a topic no this yeah. was great This I felt <laughs> but you did this, warn him uh, I did, did warn him, him. yes yeah yeah but I feel that it went really smooth yeah okay. actually it went well so thank so you. So in typical tangents uh, tradition. Yes, in typical tangents tradition, at the end of the episode, uh, before we say goodbye, 
you get 20 seconds, not counted in any way, but you get like roughly 20 seconds to promote or give a shout out or plug in a plug in or say anything you want to our listeners. Like if you were writing a book, you'd be like, oh, this is the link where you can check it out or whatever. But just plug in anything relating to anything you want. Go. Okay. So I really don't have anything to promote. (laughs) So I will not do that. But I will say hope you guys enjoyed it. And uh, yeah, hope uh, this was not a waste of time for you. (laughs) And uh, yeah, hopefully you got something that is useful out of it. I'm sure everyone did. I'm really sure they did. Or or at least they have more questions. (laughs) Yeah, well, there you go. If you want to listen to more Andrei. And and one more thing. I'm sure I got some stuff wrong. So we do that all the time. Sorry for that. We will not bring any (laughs) corrections to the table. You know. Take it with a pinch of salt, people. Yes. We're just a bunch of dudes talking. So yeah, if you want more of Andre, uh, give us a shout out on our Instagram page or our Facebook page or our Twitter page where we post weekly every Monday. Tune in. Sort of. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) um, Thank you, everyone, for tuning in. Thank you, Andre, for being here. Frank Kaling for being as beautiful as always. Thank you, Ma- Thank Thank you, for you the Michael, for being here. <laughs> yes, I was also here. <laughs> you were here. <laughs> Present. Uh, have a good morning, good day, and good night. And see you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.